Hey awesome nerds, welcome back to Pitch Slapped. My name's Kayleigh Hillier and this is the Fan Made Pitch Perfect Podcast where I hope that we can cover everything to do with Pitch Perfect, that is the plan. Now, I was looking at the calendar, kind of prepping up episodes and I realised that this episode was going to literally fall on Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving week. And so we had to do an episode looking at the Bellas at Thanksgiving. They are American, most of them, and they're in America. And so it leads in quite well into thinking about Thanksgiving and our beloved Bellas. How do you think they would have celebrated Thanksgiving? Do you think they ever had one all together? It's quite a family-orientated holiday, so there's a very good chance that they would have gone to family, especially during the Barden years, and they didn't spend it all together. But that doesn't mean there's not any Thanksgiving antics that we can delve into. And that's exactly what we're going to do today. I'm also going to be taking a look at some Thanksgiving fan fiction. If you're finding a little bit of downtime during the week and you want to kind of get in the Thanksgiving mood, maybe you get a little bit of quiet time during Thanksgiving Day and you're thinking, I just want to like delve into some pitch perfect fan fiction. I want to see some of my favourite ships. I have managed to dig through and find some Thanksgiving themed fan fiction for you as well. First though, we've got our acting news to delve into. Let's do it. <coughs> In actor news this week, you might have seen on Sunday that Ben Platt was actually in an episode of The Simpsons. So you know you've made it when you make it into a Simpsons episode. I don't know if it's aired yet in the UK, but it aired in the US on Sunday. And I don't know that much about it. All I really know from the things that Ben has shared on his social media and what I could find is the fact that he has a saxophone and he seems to be spending a bit of time with Lisa. So watch this space, Ben Platt on The Simpsons. And he did share on his Instagram stories a few kind of snapshots of his character. And I must admit, it's a little bit creepy when you suddenly see them in a Simpsons form because it was like Ben Platt, but as a Simpsons character. And I thought they had done it pretty well. I was impressed. I was like, oh my word, that is Ben Platt. It works so well. In other news, Skylar Austin has been very busy. First of all, they've just announced that Zoe's Extraordinary playlist will be returning for season two, and that will be happening on January the 5th on NBC in the US. Skylar is a character in the show, and so he'll be returning and reprising his role as well within that. But also, you might not have heard that DreamWorks Trolls, which are obviously made famous with Anna Kendrick and Justin Timberlake, has been made into an animated series, but with a little bit of a twist. So the series is called Trollstopia, and it's released on Hulu and Peacock TV. However, they don't have the same voice actors doing the characters. So if you're hoping to hear Anna Kendrick's voice, I'm sorry to say that she's not reprising the role for this animated series. The animation is also a little bit different. But what really freaked me out was I found out that Skylar Austin is doing the voice of Branch in the series, which is just a little bit odd. Not that him taking the role is a bad thing, like, I hope it goes well. However, Anna Kendrick played Poppy in the movie, and he's playing Branch in the animated series, not just in Timberlake. It's just like a weird crossover of those two. 
I mean, it is Becca and Jesse, so. And then also finally in our Act News, Rebel Wilson has been busy, it seems, and she's been releasing a number of adverts over the past week. She's done an advert for Facebook Portal. And also, we don't have this restaurant in the UK, so I'm really sorry if I get it wrong. I'm pretty sure it's Chipotle with Uber Eats. So clearly she's keeping herself busy during the pandemic. That's our Act News for this week. I'm sure they're going to be very busy with Thanksgiving, whatever they get up to. And so with that, I feel like we should delve into our Thanksgiving theme for this week's episode. Pitch Perfect and Thanksgiving. It's an interesting topic, I think especially because this is a very American holiday and I am not American, for starters. But I also found out that Canada has a Thanksgiving as well, which was earlier on in October, I believe. I don't know how similar it is to the American one. When I was thinking back over the movies and kind of pondering about the Bellas and Thanksgiving, I did put some feelers out there on our social medials. So if you were around on Tumblr, Facebook or Twitter, you would have seen little inklings of like, wanted to get your ideas. What do you think the Bellas were like at Thanksgiving, especially like, I think because this is a very family orientated holiday that you could really have a lot of fun with certain couplings and how they would do with family interactions and stuff like that. So there's a lot going on there or just do like a great big Bella's Thanksgiving. So I've been able to gather a bit of your feedback on how you see the Bella's at Thanksgiving. Now I do need to give a bit of a, uh, a disclaimer with this episode because I am not American so I haven't really experienced Thanksgiving. So if I get things wrong I do apologise. I have tried to gather the info as much as I could and I have experienced a Thanksgiving meal but it wasn't in America. When I was a missionary over in Malaysia, we had a lot of American families and it's one of the one days of the year when as a, as a missionary, you don't have to work. For some reason, Thanksgiving and Christmas were the two days which you had off. Some of the American families would put on these big meals for missionaries to go to and like enjoy. So we went to someone's house and they did this kind of big spread Now, they couldn't get turkeys for some reason, so they ended up with, like, few chickens to kind of cover the food for everybody. But I did get to see a a little inklings, maybe, into some of the foods that you would have had at Thanksgiving, like mashed potatoes, green beans was a thing, I remember. So we had the pies, so I got to experience a bit of a pecan pie and pumpkin pie. I think they made them. One thing that really freaked me out when I had this Thanksgiving-esque meal was sweet potato, okay? So they would make the sweet potato and I was like, oh, that's great, you know, sweet potato's nice. And then they took it, mashed it up and then they put like sugar and marshmallow on top of it and then they put it back in the oven to like toast the top. And I was like looking at this thing like, what the heck is that? I was horrified. Partly because I'm looking at it and thinking, you have just put something sweet on a savoury dish. That should not go on my dinner plate. It did taste good, in all fairness, but I have never seen something like that on a main plate before. It really freaked me out. It just doesn't compute in my brain. We do not do that in the UK. The whole idea of putting marshmallow on your, like, dinner plate. No. But it did taste good, so I appreciate it. Then there were other things. They had this thing called puppy chow. There's just like a lot. They bake a lot of stuff for Thanksgiving. 
Christmas, yeah, we might bake a bit and make, make a bit of stuff, but I never as much as they seemed to do for this Thanksgiving meal. And this wasn't even America where they probably could get all the ingredients. This was just in Malaysia. So I've got like a little idea about it, which we're going to go with, but nowhere near as in-depth as it would be in actually being in America doing Thanksgiving. So hopefully, like from what I've gathered, we'll be able to cover this well. Also, when I was looking through Pitch Perfect and thinking, is there any inklings of anything Thanksgiving-esque from the movies? And my first thought that, well, there wasn't really a lot there. But then I remembered the deleted scene. There's a deleted scene from Pitch Perfect 1 where the Bellas are raising money to be able to do the competitions and we see them knocking on doors and singing and, like, delivering messages. And we talked a little bit about this for Halloween, where Aubrey and Cynthia Rose dressed up. The next part of that scene is Chloe dressed up in, like, an American Indian outfit. And then Lily is dressed up as a pilgrim holding a turkey. <laughs> I think they are the cutest out of the whole scene. And then you've got Stacy dressed up for Christmas, Fat Amy and Becca dressed up for Valentine's Day. It's because of that one scene, you've got Chloe in the little American Indian outfit. It looks like a dress. I'm pretty sure it's a little dress. She's got like a band around her head with some feathers coming out the top. And then Lily with this big black kind of pilgrim outfit with a white collar and this big black hat with a buckle on top. It looks so good. But that's literally it. So we know the Bellas were delivering singing grams during Thanksgiving in Pitch Perfect 1. But that doesn't really show us a lot in terms of the celebration itself and how that would have gone with the Bellas. Now, talking to a number of people, there's a number of things that you can take on board with with Thanksgiving. Number one is the food. Family is a big one as well. Football. I've been told football is also quite a big aspect of Thanksgiving. I didn't really click this until I was actually, wait, I understand because my only other reference for Thanksgiving is probably Friends and all the weird Friends episodes that are based around Thanksgiving. And I'm pretty sure the football one is based around Thanksgiving as well. So this all works. And I kind of like the idea of thinking that half the Bellas are really into watching the football. I've also been told that the Macy's Parade is a big thing that people watch on TV during Thanksgiving. So we've got a lot to think about. Taking a look at your comments. Now, if we imagine the Bellas all had Thanksgiving together, maybe they didn't go home or they're in the Bellas house. There are two Bellas, I think, at least that wouldn't be going to see their families on Thanksgiving. Fat Amy is not American, so therefore she probably didn't celebrate Thanksgiving till coming to America. And as a foreign student, I can't imagine she would go home until Christmas break if she was going to go home at all. So I can imagine her staying for Thanksgiving at the Bellas house. And then the other one is Flo. I was a little bit intrigued with Flo. I don't know if there's any type of Thanksgiving in South America. I've never heard of one, so I, I don't know. And I am under the impression that maybe she's also some sort of foreign student, although she does seem to have a little bit of connection with the States. I think on her passport, it, there's a mention of Miami or something. So we don't quite know Flo's backstory, but there's also a good chance that she didn't go home for Thanksgiving either. And Becca's a question mark because 
because I'm sure she probably got invited to Thanksgiving with her dad trying to kind of make amends for things. Whether or not their relationship was in a good place to do that, we don't really know that much about Becca's mum. But I can imagine as well, just for the idea of, yeah, maybe she did go to her dad's for the food, but she wouldn't stay there because she's close enough to the dorms or to the Bella's house that she would be more comfortable kind of like just touching base and then having some space after everything or just staying at the Bella's house because it's quieter and it's more her kind of bubble. But I love the idea of the Bellas actually having time together, whether they had like a Friendsgiving. And some of your comments kind of echo that thought as well. Megan said, the first thing I immediately think about is Becca being grossed out at the idea of stuffing the turkey and Chloe's like used to being RMD in these things like the cow in Pitch Perfect 3. That gave me such imagery. It was unbelievable because I could just imagine, you know, Pitch Perfect 3, we have seen Chloe with her arm in a cow. So it would make sense that she's quite happy to stick her hand in a turkey and sort out all that. Another was from Nicole who said, I read a fic where Aubrey was really anal, retentive and serious about having decked out Thanksgiving every year. So she'd be the one to host a big dinner for the Bellas every year who didn't have a chance to go home. I could see that happening. Also with Aubrey, there's a good chance that her dad wasn't around. He's overseas with the military. So she might not have gone home for Thanksgiving. And I kind of like the idea that when she was captain of the Bellas, taking on that captaincy and just being like, you know what, I'm putting this on and it's going to be perfect. And we all know that Aubrey doesn't do things by halves. My only concern with Aubrey doing Thanksgiving meal is she'll probably be fine until the pressure really starts to mount. People start arriving, you know, the timings need to be precise on everything. If things are not going to plan, that's when Aubrey would lose it. And we don't really want to see Aubrey lose it. I also got a comment by G who said, I love the idea of them having a big family meal all together whilst they're still in college. Hosting at the Bella's house, Aubrey and Chloe doing the lion's share of the cooking. Becca wants to help, but she's got a bad rep in the kitchen and can't even make toast without burning the house down. Stacy bakes the desserts the chemist in her geeking out over it. It's a really homely feel because, of course, they'd go all out for each other and have the best time, even if there is an odd disaster along the way. I don't think that you could really have a Bella's Thanksgiving without there being some sort of a disaster. So I kind of like that. And I could imagine Aubrey and Chloe working quite well in the kitchen. Yes, I'm sure Aubrey would kind of be in command, but Chloe has got the more kind of homely feel. While you'd have Aubrey's perfection, Chloe would bring the heart to everything and kind of bring it all together. So I could imagine that working quite well. Also, I had a comment by Bella underscore 47053 on Instagram who said, Becca and Chloe are the parents of the Bellas. So for Thanksgiving, everyone helps cook the food they all sit at the table together and eat dinner Becca being the head and Chloe being next to her they play games watch cheesy movies and TV shows of Thanksgiving episodes that's so like fluffy I love it I love the fact that you said that Becca would be at the head I think it's quite intriguing though different people's perspectives on Becca at Thanksgiving because some people think that she is absolutely terrible in the kitchen as G said can't even make toast whereas other people are like what if Becca secretly is really really good and just doesn't tell people how good she is because we talked a little bit about baking before I think for Halloween 
and who would be like the bakers of the Bellas. And I still kind of like that idea that there are things that Becca's good at that she just doesn't let people know about. And for me, it would either be like something like baking or cooking. The only reason potentially something like cooking would work is because her parents divorced and split. She would have had two households. And so because the dynamics change, sometimes your parents maybe don't really get into cooking or it just doesn't work out. Or maybe, you know, a single parent's busy trying to work and everything that coming home, meals are not quite the same. And so growing up, Becca might have started learning how to cook when, say, her mum got home or if there was any point where her dad was single if he's not really been cooking for the household if she ever stayed time with him it was probably going to be more takeaways or microwave meals than actually cooking so again becca needing that skill of being able to cook would have probably proved quite useful and in holidays you never know she might have helped split some of the responsibilities with a single parent in having like small meals which would also make me think that Becca's probably not a big fan of holidays because you've got the whole two family, two household thing that can cause tension, it's confusing and obviously if you know what it's been like and then your parents divorce, like it's never going to be quite the same. So this is going to be one of those holidays because it's very family orientated where that comes to a forefront more than most and that's not necessarily the most enjoyable thing. So I can appreciate Becca not being the biggest fan of holidays like Thanksgiving and Christmas. I think she's got some cooking skills. She just doesn't let people know she can cook. I think also it's easier cooking for yourself or like your family when you suddenly add 10 Bellas in a house. That's a lot of cooking. You have to upscale everything to work. I remember when I was living in a student house, there were like seven of us. It was pressure trying to put a meal on where it was bigger amounts of food. But of course, knowing what Becca's like, that means that you then have to appreciate what Chloe's probably going to do to make sure that Becca can enjoy Thanksgiving. RJ suggested she totally loves the idea of Chloe trying to make the holiday perfect for Becca so she can get a taste of what a real family is like with the Bellas. And I think that's why the idea of the Bellas and Thanksgiving is such an endearing idea. Because it is a family holiday and the Bellas are like a family, the fact that they would have Thanksgiving together just brings all the fluffy feels. You love it. It'll be so good. And I'm totally on board with the whole idea of Stacey being good at baking. She's got the science mind. She'd be good at it. Going along with Stacey as well, RJ also suggested that she likes a headcanon that Stacey's family taken straight for the holidays and she comes from a big Italian Catholic or Greek Orthodox family. Like her mum makes all the food and they get all of the people. And also Aubrey's family definitely goes overseas and her father has to go to like bases and stuff. So she never actually gets an actual Thanksgiving, which kind of breaks my heart a little bit. Because the idea that somebody like Aubrey, who you think kind of has this model picturesque, everything's got to be a certain way lifestyle, wouldn't have what you would say would be the pitch perfect Thanksgiving. But it does fit with the storyline of her dad working in the military. And it also just kind of makes me think that's why if there were any Bella's celebrations that she would be playing a big hand in making those happen. This would be her opportunity to bring that family feel together. She's not able to do that with her own family, but she can at least do that for the Bellas. Going along with food as well, I just wanted to highlight something that I did not know was a thing. Megan suggested that it would be really hilarious 
if one year the Bellas decided to try and deep fry a turkey. Now, I only know so much about Thanksgiving, but <laughs> what is this deep frying of a turkey? How does that even... Turkeys are massive! How on earth would you even deep fry that? Wh why? Why would you do this? That sounds incredibly dangerous. I did look this up and it involves like a giant bin that you have to put this turkey in. Highly flammable. This could go wrong so hugely. Part of me is horrified with the idea of the Bellas even venturing into deep frying a turkey. My only thought would be that that would be Fat Amy's idea because she saw it on YouTube and was like, guys, this is what we're going to do this year. Everybody trying to shoot down the idea, but Amy would try and do it anyway with hilariously dangerous consequences because this is Fat Amy we're talking about. She'd have all the protective gear on, trying to deep fry this thing, and yeah, just things would happen. Not necessarily good things. But it's okay though, because Chloe would have had Aubrey prepare a turkey as a backup if Aubrey doesn't get there soon enough to stop this from happening. <laughs> Becca's probably just walked away with her hands in the air, just being like, I am gonna have no part in this. I don't wanna know. The less I see, the better. I kind of like the idea that Jessica and Ashley would be good with food. They wouldn't necessarily shout out about being able to make the big parts of the meal because they would be able to do it. But of course, they always get a little bit overlooked. Nobody would think about them doing it. But I do like the idea that they would be doing like the pies and stuff and it's all like pre-made ready to go that when Thanksgiving comes along they just like put it on the table, here you go guys, tastes amazing. And the birds would just be like, wait, you did this? We didn't know you could cook. And they're like, guys, we tell you every year, we can cook. <laughs> but of course they'd forget again. I also love this on Tumblr by Aubrey Pose and Esquire. They suggested a giant Bella Thanksgiving meal with multiple generations of Bellas. So like this could be where they have a Bella's reunion. Maybe not on Thanksgiving day, but like close to it. And the whole idea that they would have this big spread, all these generations of Bellas would turn up. Because you kind of forget this whole sisterhood that is built up, especially in Pitch Perfect 2, where you get to see the generations. So they do know them. How would Aubrey react to Alice being there, though? That would be the question. <laughs> Another aspect of Thanksgiving that we do need to address is the football. Because I've been told it's quite a big deal to watch the football on Thanksgiving. Who do you think's really into it and who do you think is not? Now we have got Bellas from a number of different states, so whether or not they're really into their states, football teams would be an interesting one, all the rivalries that would happen between them. It was suggested that potentially Aubrey could be really into college football. She does have the competitive streak that the idea of her being into some sort of team sports could be quite appealing. It could work quite well. I reckon CR is as well. I think she's probably quite into football, or at least the competition of it all. Megan suggested that CR and Fat Amy could be really into the football. Maybe Fat Amy and her arguing about rugby versus football could be a thing. The funny thing is, because Fat Amy is not American, she probably just loves enjoying all the food. But as an Australian, she probably is really into rugby. And so being from a country where rugby is pretty big here in the UK as well, it's not the same at all. They wear all this padding and everything and you're like, come on guys, just get in there. Doesn't happen. I do like the idea that Amy just started this like argument that rugby's way better than American football. <laughs> 
I can imagine Becca not really being, not that she wouldn't be into watching the football, but I just imagined her getting a little bit bored with things like football, just for the fact that she probably got better things to do with her music and stuff. But I think it would be really interesting with Becca, because she would have grown up with her dad and then her dad left, that she could have been introduced to like sports and football and stuff from a young age. And so she knows about it Maybe she went to like games with her dad. It's just like a secret thing that they used to share that maybe got lost a little bit along the way. I mean, she is from Seattle. I used to know a family that were really big Seattle Seahawks fans. It could be a thing. Becca could be a Seattle Seahawks fan. Maybe she has a hat or a scarf that she still has and keeps in her room that her dad gave her to wear to like games and stuff. And so like that's the extent of her love of sports is the bond that she had there. And while we don't really think of Chloe as being hugely into sports, Brittany Snow has got amazing arms. So it does lead me to believe that Chloe is into sports in some way. How into sports she is, I don't know. But she's also really competitive. She would be a scary person to have really passionate about sports and like into a game. The other thing that would work really well in the Bella's house, if you've got like Chloe and Aubrey cooking food, is that you'd have a number of Bellas who maybe are not really, really into sports, but they're going to watch the game to avoid having to cook. So you can imagine, yes, Stacey will do like some of the baking or something, but she's like, oh, sorry, guys, this is a really important game. I have to watch it. She's not interested at all, but it just gets her out of the responsibility of helping with any of the cooking stuff. Another thing that uh, I've been told is really, really big with Thanksgiving is the Macy Thanksgiving Day Parade that goes down in New York. Now, I don't really have a lot of thoughts with regards to the Bellas watching the parade, However, we do have the Brooklyn era with Becca, Chloe and Fat Amy living in and around New York. There's a very good chance that one Thanksgiving, because they're in New York, maybe they decided to stay there. You know, Chloe didn't go and see her family. This is an opportunity that we need to take. So they have their own little Thanksgiving meal and... I could imagine Chloe being like, guys, we have to do this because we are so close to New York. We need to go to the parade and watch it in person. Number one, I can imagine Becca just, oh, why? <laughs> like, it's crowds. Why would we want to do that? Can we just not stay in and have like a nice quiet time? Amy would be totally into the idea because she wants to experience everything, give it a good shot. So they drag Becca along to this parade. I'm sure Becca would like get into it just for the fact that Chloe would be so excited about everything. So those two would probably have a really lovely and good time. However, Fat Amy is around and usually with that, something's gonna happen. And I can almost imagine either they would lose Fat Amy in amongst the crowd and they just find out what she got up to later. Or at some point, Fat Amy's gonna end up in the parade. Something's gonna go wrong. Maybe a balloon gets loose. And they were just kind of, okay, we're just going to walk away from this because we do not want to have another, like, Muffgate incident. One pillar we haven't really addressed yet is Lily. Lily at Thanksgiving. Now, I can't imagine her getting involved in any of the traditional stuff, like the cooking or the football or anything. But the thing about Lily is you never quite know when she's going to pop up. And often she just has these little gems, these little nuggets that just come out and they're awesome. So if anything's about to go wrong or 
if maybe they've forgotten something. I can imagine Lily just popping and being like, it's all right, we sorted it for you. Lily has this ability of just like watching everything and then just magically keeping everything together from behind the scenes, especially in fan fiction. I love reading Lily in fan fiction. And I'm sure Chloe would probably lead them in like a round of saying what you're grateful for around the table. Emily, we haven't really, we haven't spoken about Emily yet. For some reason, she just doesn't come up with the idea of cooking. And I can't see her as a sports fan that much. But I think this is where Emily would come into her element because she would just have this genuine happiness of being together with the Bellas, sharing what she's grateful for. Whether it's Chloe or Emily, they would be the ones kind of forefronting this. You probably have Becca rolling her eyes because she doesn't want any attention and, and, you know, emotions are difficult sometimes. Not only would they want to share what they're thankful for, somebody like Emily would love to hear what everybody is grateful for the table but i think from what i've gathered from everybody irrespective of how their thanksgiving goes the bellas are a family and this is an opportunity for that family to come together whether it's on thanksgiving day or as a friendsgiving and so let's just celebrate as we think about thanksgiving what are you thankful for with pitch perfect Going along with that, now that we've kind of stretched our minds just a little bit in terms of the Bellas with Thanksgiving, why don't we take a look at some writers who have actually put their thoughts into action and given us some Thanksgiving stories with our Pitch Perfect fan fiction. Now, when I dove into the idea of Pitch Perfect fan fiction around Thanksgiving, I was doing a little bit of searching. And surprisingly enough, there was not as many stories as I thought there would be. So I'm just going to like pinpoint some of the ones that I found. And I would love to hear from you if there are any Thanksgiving stories that you found that I haven't highlighted. You can let me know on our social media accounts. We are on Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. You can drop me a message. To start off with, one that came out literally this year. This is a brand new Thanksgiving story by Ridiculously Over-Obsessed. Their fic is called How Not To Cook Thanksgiving Dinner. This is a Chloe story. It's on AO3 and the summary says, to the best of everyone's knowledge, Becca can't cook. So on Thanksgiving, Chloe decides to teach her. Distracted by her feelings for Chloe, however, can they get through the Thanksgiving dinner prep unharmed? And it's like a sweet little one shot with some hilarious consequences, a little bit squeamish at times as well. So maybe don't read it if you, uh, you're you not happy with anything squeamish happening. Sometimes you just get a bit of joy out of reading disastrous Becca when she's just struggling to just do life because she's so in love with Chloe. It's just one of those things. Poor Becca. <laughs> I was reading the story and after reading the summary, I was like, okay, something disastrous is going to happen. And as you're reading, you're, you're learning about all this disastrous stuff that happens to Becca because she gets distracted by Chloe and she has feelings there and she doesn't know what to do with them and all this stuff that you kind of create in your mind what you think is going to happen. You think, oh yeah, Becca's going to do something. Maybe she's going to chop her fingers, something like that. The twist is that it's not Becca's fault. I was like, yes, that is so good. This is so good. And also just giving us some moments of typical flirty Chloe, but Chloe moments. Very similar to the dance scenes in Pitch Perfect 1 where Chloe comes to help teach Becca the moves. Becca can cook, but she's just not saying that she can. All these little things are playing out to this kind of disastrous moments happening and the aftermath of that. It's a very cute story. And just like cute but Chloe moments. We love it. So good. What about a strawberry story for you with a story called 
A Welcome to the Family by Strawberry McChloe Goals for Life. The summary says Aubrey goes to Portland with Stacy for Thanksgiving to meet her family but is worried about how they will respond to the couple's relationship. This is available on AO3 and as the summary says, this is like a well-fluffy fic. If you've topped up on your Thanksgiving meal and you're stuffed and you think, I just want some good fluffy moments, this one is great. And it kind of really sticks to this whole idea of Stacy having this big family who gets this big get-togethers and they're just very welcoming to everybody coming into that. And some of the family traditions, and what I really liked with this story, is you get a lot of those family dynamics. Not just the moments of Aubrey and Stacy and their interactions as a couple, but also bits with Stacy's mum. There's also this really lovely competitive football game that's taking place as well. And so it's like a really cute little one shot with just these all these little aspects of Thanksgiving and also just how welcoming Aubrey feels in the whole setting especially because she's not as used to the big Thanksgiving with family adds to the whole fluffy feel of it. It was so lovely. Another really, really short one was Thankful For You by Mitchin Trash. This is a Mitchin story. We haven't had a Mitchin story yet. So I'm excited to have one right now. It's a short story, but it is very cute. The summary says Aubrey decides to play hostess and invites Sam and Becca over for Thanksgiving dinner. She's not sure about having to shove her hands up a turn turkey's ass but these two will be worth it she knows now reading into the story i think this is a follow-on from a, like an established storyline of mitchson but i found you didn't have to have read the previous stories to get something out of this one in the story beck has got a son and it's really cute to see aubrey just going that extra mile for becca and her son and making this lovely thanksgiving meal as it says in the summary one of my favorite bits was near the beginning where Aubrey wants to do this really nice gesture of having this lovely family Thanksgiving meal, but second-guessing her reasons why when she realises she has to stuff a turkey. But for some reason, that was just hilarious. On fanfiction.net, they have a story called First Impression by Infinite Midnights with an X instead of an I. And they have this six-chapter kind of short but Chloe story where Chloe's nervous to go home and Becca and Chloe have just recently been dating for like a little while and so she manages to persuade Becca to come home with her partly because her parents are split up and she's nervous with the new dynamic at home and how things are going to go. There's a lot going on in the story and although some of the chapters are fairly short there's lots that you can pick up. I found what was really interesting in each of the chapters, there's been a bit of drama. Every chapter ends with a little bit of a cliffhanger, wondering what's going to happen next. And some of the twists and turns you just weren't expecting. And so it's kind of like endearing to see all the different aspects that were thrown into the story from the point of them leaving the Bella's house on the plane, interacting with the family members, maybe some of the issues with the family members to the Thanksgiving meal. And so you get a whole lovely build-up of not just them gathering for Thanksgiving meal, but of this whole experience that they go through. And poor Becca trying to make a good impression. And of course that story also deals with a bit of family drama, which I feel like is very typical of some of these important family gatherings is when the family drama comes out and another story that deals with family drama is Turning Tables by TMYLM on AO3. This is a short one shot 
but it's so good. The summary says, I couldn't 100% envision Canon Professor Mitchell being homophobic, but let's think of Becca's father as someone else for the sake of this prompt. In Canon, I think Becca would have much more to say too, but this was supposed to be focusing on protective Chloe. Becca took a backseat. That's kind of what we're given. So all we know is that there's going to be a bit of homophobia in this story and we've got a protective Chloe. And can I tell you, I didn't realise how much I needed protective Chloe till I read a story like this. Normally I'm like all here for protective Becca, but there was something about the idea of Chloe being the one. And, and I can see it as well. She will be the sweetest person. But as soon as you cross a line, she doesn't hold back. One thing I loved about this story is Chloe and Becca are preparing a Thanksgiving meal for their in-laws. So we've got the Beals coming and then Becca's father and Sheila coming. And clearly Becca's nervous about having her dad coming. But the author spends a lovely chunk of time at the beginning just establishing Becca and Chloe's relationship and the dynamic between the two of them. And there's this lovely, sweet, touching moments of Becca wanting to help out where she can, Chloe trying to find ways of calming her down, and it's very clearly established the love and the strength of their relationship and I just loved that way of setting up you're already a little bit an edge because Beck is so on edge but Chloe just knows how to ease her down from it and it's just so lovely it's just, it was just so sweet before everything else happens in this story you just get this lovely grounding right there that kind of carries on as you read through once you understand how strong their relationship is to what then else happens in the story and it was just really lovely to see Chloe standing up and not that she wouldn't because I think she would but often we imagine Becca as being the one who's quite the hot head and so she would jump in before anything else happened so just having Chloe taken to that edge and you know what she's at no I'm going to protect my family and even before that moment just the little ways in which Becca and Chloe subtly like give each other reassurance trying to give each other the strength to do what they need to do and to be polite get through the meal even though there's not loads of Thanksgiving stories, what was great though was with the stories that we do have, there are so many different ships. Another example of that is What I'm Thankful For by Bacloe is legit on fanfiction.net. Another one shot for you, but with some different couplings. We have got some Stecker as the main couple with Chawbry as the other supporting couple. So you've got two different ships in here. The summary says Becca and Stacey host Thanksgiving dinner at their place. And what I thought was really good, not only do you have Becca and Stacey together, we've got Stecker, we've got Chawbry. We also have some other couplings in there as well, including Amy and Luke. I don't know how this works, but I was quite intrigued by this one. Now, yeah, all the like fluffiness of it being a Thanksgiving meal and they're all kind of gathering at Becca and Stacey's house. However, there's these underlying tones that something's going on and something's not quite right. And you get inklings from Becca and Stacey. You also then got Aubrey and Chloe trying to read into the situation and coming to their own conclusions about what's happening. And what I found hilarious with this story, as it's playing out, as the reader, you're getting more of an insight into what the actual situation is. But for Chloe and Aubrey, they don't see that. And so they end up maybe reacting or acting on what they assume is happening to their detriment maybe it just causes a huge big misunderstanding to take place. There was this moment in the story where I'm just like, Aubrey, no, oh, Aubrey, please don't. Please, just, just wait a sec. Everything will come out in just a second. Don't blow up just yet. 
Now, the last one I'm going to suggest to you is probably the biggest one. And we couldn't have touched Thanksgiving without talking about this specific story. I think the fandom would have gone off for me if I had not talked about this story somewhere in the podcast. Forgive me these November days by obstinate questionings. The summary says why Chloe Beale didn't graduate and why she finally did, as told through yearly celebrations of Thanksgiving. It's available on AO3, and this is a multi-chapter story, and it's so easy to fall in love with this story just for the fact that it follows the canon of Pitch Perfect. Not number three, it's just kind of done before number three, but it's Pitch Perfect 1 into Pitch Perfect 2, and it just slots in there so well. The author must have spent a good amount of time just piecing this all together that it would work tying together the two movies and giving this whole heap of deepness to the story that I wasn't expecting with a story based around Thanksgiving, to be honest. It is a really good read. You do need a bit of time to go through it. It's quite a large story and there are 12 chapters. So this is a big one. Now I will warn you before you delve into it, if you've never read this story before, the angst in this story, oh my word. Like seriously. You just need to be prepared for it. But it is worth it. It is so worth it. This is a Chloe story. I also love the way that it plays off of what you assume would happen. Now, with a lot of stories, you assume that the pining and the angst will happen and then eventually get together at the end. This one throws you off a little bit because they get together a little bit earlier on in the fic. And what's also really interesting is a lot of this is from Chloe Beale's perspective. And it starts off even before Beck is involved with Aubrey and her first Thanksgiving freshman year at Barden. The fact that the author's chosen to base all of this on Thanksgiving's, on Chloe's experience and perspective is such a lovely insight. And so you get these little snapshots of these moments and these traditions and how they are established and how they work through. And I love when Becca then joins in. The author clearly gets the characters and I love the awkwardness of Becca maybe not feeling like she wants to go or both of them having their own kind of dreams and desires that they want to accomplish or achieve. And you can see the characters really, really care about each other. Aubrey's friendship with Chloe, you've got Becca and Chloe. They clearly love each other and they clearly want to be together but there's a lot of miscommunication or things that happen in the story that just bring a lot of heartache in places and you're just like oh my word people doing things for what they think think is the greater good or people wishing that others wouldn't do things because it could be harmful for them and how your dreams or what you hope to achieve or your reasons for doing something could actually backfire or how that could maybe derail your direction and where you're going and it's interesting how these characters kind of deal with that and for me the biggest take of this story is it really deals with the reasons why Chloe Beale does not graduate and it's interesting to see how different characters react to that and how maybe her reasons for not graduating change but the outcomes were not what she thought they would be. This is a really complex story and it just makes you like question stuff in your own life. 
I can understand why maybe Chloe did this. Or you're like, please, Chloe, don't do that because this is about to happen to you if you keep going down this road. But with all of the angst, there are some really, really good, big, fluffy moments in there as well that really pull this together and bring a lot of heart to the story at the same time. So even if you are getting like halfway through and you're thinking, oh my word, this is getting angsty, don't worry, it is so worth it. And if you want a big, good read for Thanksgiving, this is the story to go for. It's hard not to fall in love with it. It It's so good. And I think this is where we have to end it because that, for me, is the penultimate Thanksgiving story that we have. Thank you so much for listening for today. And of course, whatever you're doing for Thanksgiving, have a lovely time. If you want to keep up to date with the podcast, you can hit that subscribe button. And we are, of course, on our social media accounts where you can keep up to date as well and kind of let us know your thoughts and opinions on the things that we talk about. You can find me on Tumblr, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at Pitch Slapped Pod. We're almost at Christmas where we'll be delving into all of those different aspects of Christmas and New Year with the Bellas. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. Uh...